Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. A new year has arrived. What's your resolution for 2024? How about making sure the roof over your head is well taken care of? Riverland Roofing is here for all your roofing needs. Whether it's an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered home or business to give you peace of mind in this the new year. As a GAF Master Elite contractor, they can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Riverland Roofing is licensed and insured to service Mississippi and its surrounding states. So give Riverland Roofing a call today and make sure you and yours are protected all year round. Call Riverland Roofing at 662-644-4297. That's 662-644-4297. Visit them online at riverlandroofing.com, riverlandroofing.com. It's Riverland Roofing for all of your roofing needs. A proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the flagship on this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's January 9th, 2024. It's a new year. A new year. It's no longer 2023. It's 2024. In the opening months of 2024, even though it doesn't seem right, like pitchers and catchers should be reporting, yes. I'm, I've always been used to that. But Ole Miss Baseball starts next month. Next month. Hawaii. I was going to go. Not going to be able to get there. But Clem... Clem didn't have to travel far to come back on this podcast. It's Mike Clement, Ole baseball hitting coach. Hey, buddy, what's up? How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. What's your New Year's resolution? What are you doing? Oh, man, win a few more games. That's a good one. Um, I, I ran a marathon in December, so check 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 that box. That's um, great. What did you run? The St. Jude? No, I was going to run St. Jude. Had a wedding that weekend, so the next weekend, December 10th, I ran in Huntsville, Alabama. I just got back from Huntsville. I went through Huntsville to go to Knoxville. I had not been there, or at least didn't have any remembrance of being there. And I'm not going to lie to you, I kind of loved Huntsville and got to uh, educate my buddy who rode with me on the Huntsville Trash Pandas, the Rocket City Trash Pandas, which has one of the dopest minor league names and merchandise ever. And I also tried to get my daughter to name their softball team that. It didn't stick. We end up calling ourselves the Angels, Clem. But I just bring that up to, because it's baseball. It's baseball season. Like, everything, everywhere you turn, it reminds me of baseball. And that's why I, I texted Clem last night. I said, hey, man, it's time. It's time to get back on and do this thing. Uh, where are things right now? What are y'all doing? 
So our guys, most of our players came back and take a winter intercession class. So I don't think classes officially start in the spring semester to like the 22nd or something like that. Um, as you know, the 22nd is really close to opening day. Uh, so we, we encourage our players to take a winter intercession class this year, started January 2nd, finishes up this Saturday. Um, so they're all here. We can't do anything with them from a coaching standpoint till the 15th. Um, but they can be in the weight room working with our strength coach. They can use the facility, um, all of those things. So all of our guys are, are, are back and they're in Oxford and, uh, and we're working out doing all those things. And then Monday we get, we get started with skill instruction and then official practice starts the 26th. So you get to start. That's a universal start today, three weeks before opening day. Three weeks before opening day. So between now and then, uh, what are you going to be doing to keep yourself busy, right? I mean, because you can't work with them directly. So uh, right. what's the next three weeks for you? And, and as you evaluate your roster, what, what's kind of the plan for once that does open up in three weeks to hit the ground running from an offensive standpoint? Yeah, it's like – between now and then it's a lot of planning stuff, making sure guys have, you know, what they need, all, all of those things. But uh, starting Monday, I mean, it's a time restriction on, on how, how much we can be with them between then and the first official start day, but mm -hmm. we're practicing, right? Like it's, it's a different version of practice and, you know, coming out in groups and all of that. But, you know, from a, from a coaching and a mindset standpoint, um, we get it kicked up on Monday and, um, and, and man, it's head down and go. We got, we got a couple camps in between then. I, you know, it's, it's clinic season. So I have to go speak at a, at a coach's convention. But other than that, you know, it's, uh, we go, we go starting, starting Monday and, you know, good to get guys back. Cause it's, it's, it's an odd dynamic. You're with them all fall and you get a good feel. And you and I have talked many times, um, throughout the fall and then finals happens. And I feel, you know, you feel like you haven't seen them for a long time. And then you get a little bit of anxiety as a coach because you look and we're flying out to Hawaii in a month. And I, have, I feel like I haven't seen them in a month. So, um, you know, it's a crash course and, and and all of that starting on Monday. When you went into last year, was there were there any, like, tales or signs that maybe something wasn't complete? And that's, that's – I know it sounds silly and dumb, but uh, I'm just curious that when you go into this year – you always feel good about your roster going into the year. This is the year where this is the time of the year, January, where you're going into you're barreling towards the season and you feel good. I mean, even last year, you probably felt good. But when you review it and you're trying to make sure you avoid that again, right? Where where are you right now in terms of the personnel, how it looks, where it's supposed to be? Because you do have proof of concept, right? I mean, you do have a national championship on the ledger. So Y'all know what it's supposed to look like, right? Does it look like what it's supposed to look like? Yeah, no question. Um, two parts. Number one, in retrospect, I, I suppose there's a there's a couple things after the way it panned out last year. But really, and this sounds like a like a cop out, and I don't mean it to be that. Is we were healthy at this time last year, uh, mm -hmm. with the exception of Mallets, who went down in the fall, which was a big loss. Um, you know, Elliot was good until he wasn't. And then, you know, I think that has a lot of residual effects uh, all the way through the through the, you know, the team. Um, but as far as lo looking forward, everyone's healthy. You know, we, we feel good um, with, with where we're at. We feel like some of those arms really made a step forward. Um, and, 
you know, I think we're in a, we're in a pretty good spot. A lot of new guys, obviously. Um, but like we've talked about before, it's an interesting dynamic. They are new to our program, but with, with what the portal is and all of that, we have some experience, a lot of college at bats under our belt. So I do feel good about it. Um, and in our league, you never know until the bullets start flying and you get even more specific than that. You never really know until SEC play starts just because our league is so good top to bottom. Even a year ago, even after Elliot went down, we were able to mask that up until SEC play where we won a bunch of games and had some big wins, you know, we'll go up to Minnesota and sweep that thing and uh, win a series with Maryland, who's a top 25 team. And, um, you know, I think some of that was masked, you know, because then you get into SEC play and you get punched in the mouth and we can just never get our head above water um, from from that standpoint. So, um, you know, we've we've definitely put an emphasis on some detail type stuff and 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 been on it, you know, from from that standpoint, because you want to get the, the the dirty taste of, of losing out of your mouth. That, that That's for sure. So um, we've tried to ratchet that stuff up and um, are excited to get going. But but we like our roster. You know, we like our club, I guess, is the is the long answer to the short question. It's the depth of options, I guess, that I'm most curious about because when things go wrong, as they inevitably do, it could be injuries, it could be any number of things. The depth of options are going to determine whether you could be in it for the long haul, right? And last year, when you started going deep into the cupboard, even when it was for maybe to make up for lack of production or uh, to compensate for some guy that maybe wasn't performing to the level you thought he should be performing, you just didn't have that. I feel like this group does. Is that fair? I mean, yeah, it is, I, and it, yeah, the portal re-solidified, but you got some upside guys too. Like if one guy that you're maybe ticketing right now for a corner outfield, if he comes out of the gate slow, well, you know, you got some other guys like a Judd Uttermark, for example, example that have some upside that you just didn't have last year. Is that fair? No, no question. I think that is fair. Looking at it from a position player standpoint, you know, just we're, we're certainly going to have some options. I think we have depth at every position, um, where if guys, you know, don't produce like we we expect them to, or injuries happen from an from an offensive standpoint, I, I do think that there there are pieces to step in, and that's where you know not only was the portal big, but you know we have a good recruiting class, and, and we feel like there's some depth there. And furthermore, I don't I don't think we're you know out outside of Smithwick behind the plate. I don't I don't think we're necessarily counting on complete fresh guys. Now I think Braden Randall's a huge piece of what we're doing and all those things, but like you talked about, there is, there is depth to mix, mix and match. And then, and the nice thing about a, a, a new team um, with a lot of new players is we're going to make sure those guys get some experience early on. And I think that's kind of Mike's MO for, from his time here anyway, is to mix and match before sec play. Um, but when you have an older group of offensive players that has produced in the past, you're going to give them more rope, right? Like, you know, you're going to give those guys more rope to fail. Um, whereas I think when it's a newer group, you're going to mix and match, you know, and you're going to, you're going to see what works. And, and I think that, you know, over the long haul is a good thing because you get guys experience and at bats and you can uh, there's, there's more competition that, that goes into that. So I think those are all good things. Yeah. Cause I don't think it's, you know, with Campbell Smithwick, for example, starting at catcher as a true freshman, it's not one of those things where, Gray Kessinger and Thomas, they come in and struggle, and but they learn he doesn't have to be good offensively yet. Like, he doesn't have to be what he's going to be eventually because there are Trace and Hughes and uh, just choose, choose your fighter, Andrew Fisher, you know? Like, there are a number of guys that 
you're going to be counting on and leaning on to carry that lineup to where he can just settle into the bottom somewhere and figure it out. Right. No, you're, you're exactly right. It's funny. Gray was sitting in my office last week and we talked about that. Exactly. We were talking about our team and, you know, obviously he's super invested. He lives in Oxford in the off season and, and loves Ole Miss and has for, well, his entire life. And so he was talking about a Ross kind of asking me similar question to what, what you were. And I think the difference with a guy like Smithwick, let's say, and with Gray is I think Gray would have had a fine freshman year, but we had four other guys in his class playing every day, all mm-hmm. struggling at the same time and didn't, didn't have options to replace them. And so uh, I think Smithwick falls more into the role of Keenan the next year after, after Gray or Kevin Graham the following year after that, you know, the one freshman that you stick in there and can hit towards, you know, middle bottom of the order and, those guys are set up for more success their freshman year because of what's around them. The year that Gray had, it was, he looked around and it was all guys his age, you know, now that really helped us in 18. We had one of the best offenses I've ever coached because those guys went through the struggle because those guys had so many at bats under their belt, but certainly you would much rather have it the the other way and have success sustained all the way through uh, as opposed to failing and taking a step backwards to take a couple steps forward. Well, the thing about this year is, I mean, I think y'all sense it too, like how bad it was last year. I've said this before, you know, it's funny because had y'all just like gotten in as a three seed somewhere, no one would have batted an eye, but because it was so bad, right. And the results were so awful. um, Y'all feel, I mean, y'all are a year removed from winning the national championship, a little over a year from winning the national championship, but you can feel like, Ole Miss fans, yeah, we want another one here. You know what I mean? Like, they just they, – it, it's the next. What have you done for me lately? And even though last year was a disaster, I mean, I think y'all sense it too. I mean, y'all, the urgency y'all went into the offseason with, y'all were like, man, this is not one of those things where, well, you know, we're going to have some patience with some guys and let them come along. I mean, y'all y'all feel the pressure to just win again. You know what I mean? That's y'all, If anyone took last year harder than anybody else, it's y'all because y'all sure as shit didn't see that coming, you know? No doubt. And I think that's uh... – I think that's healthy. You know, I think, I, th- I think the sense of urgency in the, in the, you know, and no, no one puts more pressure on that than, than what we do. And so um, to have that, I don't think is all a bad thing, you know, it, it, because, you know, when you feel that you, you're typically going to go one of two ways, you're going to cave to it, which you just don't last as long as Mike has, or we have in this league mm-hmm. uh, doing that, right? Like those guys get chewed up and spit out and they're, coaching somewhere else or out of coaching very, very quickly. Um, but, but I think living with that sense of urgency um, and, and I don't know, people are scared to say it this way, but that, that uh, fear of failure, um, mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing. You know, I really do. I, I, I think it, it makes you work in a different way. I think it makes you recruit in a different way. I think uh, it makes you coach on the field in a, in a different way with, with some urgency. And, and I, and I don't think that's all a bad thing. And, and sure. I, I don't want to lose a bunch of games like we did a year ago to have to get to that point. But the reality of it is we did win a national championship and no one can ever take that away. And last year we were six and 24 in the league and that's never going away either. And so, you know, I, I, I think that that sense of urgency, uh, you know, and that, that, that pit in your stomach of losing. Um, I think that's okay. Uh, and I think you can use that, um, to be, to be better. And hopefully we've done that. We'll see, um, when the bullets start flying here in a month.
The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Cisco Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, t-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. The car buying process can be a lot. I know, I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Introducing the new and improved BNA Bank mobile app. From setting transaction alerts and tracking your spending habits to managing travel plans and turning off a lost or stolen debit card, you can take care of all of it in the new BNA mobile app. At BNA Bank, we know that life moves pretty fast, and we have the mobile technology to keep up with your life on the go. BNA Bank, local, invested, modern banking. 
Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601 953-8449 and get your free quote today. My question is, what is the formula? You know, like when y'all get into this thing, what are the early benchmarks you feel like this team needs to hit? Because early season, like you said, what y'all are going to be in February, March is not what you're going to be in April and in May. Uh, There's going to be some evolutions, but what do you want to see early from this team? Well, I think, I think we really get tested um, for sure. Two of the, first three weeks of of the season you know obviously traveling as far as we're traveling and playing and Hawaii is a veteran team so they've started to look into them a little bit um they have some left-handed pitching um which we're going to have left left-handed hitters in our lineup so I think that's that's a good challenge for us um they have a bunch of like fifth year guys out there and so I, I I think they were 18 and 12 in their league last year so I think that in itself both the travel and their talent I think that'll be a good test to open things up um, and then the university of Iowa, we play in the third weekend and they have their best team they've ever had. They may have one of the best pitching staffs in the country. Their, their Friday guy throws like 102 miles an hour, supposed to be a top 10 pick in the draft. Their Saturday guy, I think may have been the big 10 pitcher of the year last year. So like, it's the best team they've ever had. So we get challenged early and I think that's good. Uh, whenever we play a tough schedule this time of year, I'm like, why don't we schedule like that? We got 10 weeks of sec play. But then once you go through those weekends, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, man, I'm glad we had those because then South Carolina and then we go to Knoxville, you know, and then and then it starts coming. Um, and and you're always happy that you that you that you had those challenging early season things. But I think more specifically to answer your question, you know, some of the things that we'll look at is depth depth on the mound. Right. Like if, if we can see because we play four games out in Hawaii and then come back and have a midweek on on Wednesday. So you're playing five games that first week. You know, what does the pitching look like? Is there depth enough? I think you see that early on, like, whoa, those arms look pretty good. You know, like uh, there's some real pieces there. Um, You know, I I think that's a big benchmark that, frankly, you know, we weren't great with depth on the mound a year ago. Some of that because of injury, some of that, you know, because of failure or whatever it was. Um, I think I think that's that's big. Um, You know, I think seeing what Smithwick looks like behind the play, you know, some of those really important defensive positions are, are big. Um, and we feel really good about the offense, but what does it look like? Is it productive? You know, is it, um, can we, can we, can we drive in runs? Is it extra base hits? And what does the OPS look like? All those types of things. Um, but I, I think you can really gain some things. Now, I don't think you look necessarily at where do you stack up compared to the league in non-conference because everybody's schedule is so different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we'll, we will have, we will be able to see some of those things where we weren't very good a year ago, um, what they look like throughout the first three weeks, because I think we see pretty decent competition. You said it countless times when you've been on this podcast. I know this, I acknowledge it. I'm going to preface what I'm about to ask you with it. You do not have the Sharpie in your hand. You've said that for eight years on this friggin' podcast. You don't have the Sharpie. Okay. 
But if you were making out a lineup today, I've asked, I ask you literally every January for like the last five years, I've gone to Clem. If you had to make it out today, who's leading off? Who's batting in the most important position in lineup number two, not three? Who the power guy? Like, how would you fill it out right now? Who are yeah. Um, this is what makes these things fun, man. Like, I want to know if you had a game this afternoon against Arkansas Pine Bluff, who is Arkansas Pine Bluff going to get blitzed by this afternoon? Yeah. Um, Who's Luke, setting the table? Luke Hill is going to be one or two. Um, right. I think I'd probably put him one. Um, and not that he's going to go out and be steal a bunch of bases or whatever, but it is real bat-to-ball skills. He's not going to punch out. He is going to hit double-digit home runs. Um, he's a really, really advanced offensive player. Is he a major uh, league player right now? Um, he may have a little bit to go defensively. Uh, I don't know if he's a, a big league shortstop yet. Um, okay. He's really good there, but, um, man, but he's – Positionally, that's where he's got to show it, you know, for the next couple of years. Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he can – he can he's a really good offensive player, um, just really advanced offensively. Um, so, so he's one or two. Um, yeah. Pro – I, I, Jackson Ross has to be in there too. And so Ross, two, Clem. yeah, yeah. Two. Uh, R- R- Ross, again, if those two guys are back to back in our lineup, they're, they're for sure in the, you know, top three, three guys, I think by anybody's lineup, uh, three or four guys. Um, the, the unique thing about those guys, and you and I have talked about it a ton is it's production and it's power and it's not going to be a gross amount of strikeouts. And so, Guys that can do that at the college level, well, any level, but uh, at the college level are super unique and are stars, right? Like, shoot, you're a star if you can hit 20 home runs and strike out 85 times. But oh, I thought you were about to call me a star about something. I was about to, like, go, oh, my God, I needed that today, Clint, but no, no. You I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, it's going to be a tough lineup to get through because you got – Fisher in there somewhere who probably will swing and miss a little more, but he is going to hit with power. Um, you know, and then you go right down the list. I, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough lineup to get through for sure. Who's the first returning player in the lineup? Where do they, where do they hit? I'm trying to think of the returning players in the lineup. Yeah. So returning guys, Groff, yeah. uh, is going to play center field. Um, I think fifth he, or sixth probably. Yeah. And, and he put him at ninth, man. Turn that thing over again. You know? I, I would guess Leger is probably down there. Okay, eight nine to turn turn the thing over. Where's uh, he playing? Second, third, left. I would say second or left. Okay. Um, I would have said I probably did say if you go back and look at podcasts early in the fall that he would be playing second base. Braden Randall, That's where has, I got it from, has been um, so good, and Leger is so versatile. So um, Randall can really, really defend and. Um, so he he has forced his way uh into the into the mix, into the picture. So he's um, Peyton Shatney in it, isn't he? What's that? He's Peyton Shatney in it, isn't he? Where yeah. he came in, you didn't expect it necessarily, and that happens. That's a good yeah. thing. We're talking about no, the- yeah, and and plays with an edge. Uh our our fans are gonna love him. He's like five foot nine and he is scared of exactly nothing. Um so uh, the other returning guys, in answer to your question, that are in the mix, John Kramer, um, I think DH left field, uh, Judd Utermark, 
Um, those would be the four returning guys. Regan Burford had a really good fall too. So um, those would be the returning guys that, that, that would have a chance to be in the mix, but, but direct answer to your question, the first guy in the lineup of a returning player, I guess would be Groff. Um, and he would have a chance to lead off too. Like we want to put Hill in the two. It could go Groff Hill for sure. I don't know, um, man. When you said Hill and and uh, Jackson Ross back to back at one and two, uh, speaking no. my language, man. You know, like that's we just got to make good. sure Mike is all all on board with like the complete new age way of constructing the lineup. Which, if I were to say it, he'd go Ben, you're dumb as shit. But if you were to say it, he'd go, oh well, maybe you know. Oh, he he called me dumb too. You never know. I thought you were gonna say, oh Ben, he values your opinion. No, 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 that's not true. All right, so last thing, I'm gonna let you go and get out of here. Um, I'm driving to Knoxville with a buddy of mine, and he reminded me of something. Uh, because he's he's gone with me on road trips before. He said I was supposed to be holding the camera because Clem promised you that if they won a national championship, he would throw you BP so that you could embarrass yourself. And he was just excited, not because Clem hasn't done it yet. He was excited because he knows that I will not make contact that i'm going to be embarrassingly terrible and he wants to see me get embarrassed embarrassed in front of god and everybody so right. my question so, is what do we do come, when the, when this comes up and it uh -huh. comes up you know since june of 22 it's come up and and we did and people can go back and listen and i get reminded of it as well Good. i feel like when this gets brought up the format of this podcast it gets put on on me it is what people don't realize is now with the it's new format and and with ben's responsibilities and how this works ben doesn't leave his house so like uh hold when, up now when ben went to knoxville it was the first time he had been out of the house since he went to athens earlier in the fall that's not so true just, just so everyone realizes those are the those are the last two times he's been out of the house. he cannot come to any baseball games because the results in not in in athens in in whatever that was october and, and then last week in, in knoxville weren't weren't great for the rebs and so it's not allowed to come to baseball games but anyway he doesn't leave his house and so when he does and wants to hit he is welcome uh, right. He knows we, where we, I'm, at. I'm at. He knows my cell phone number and I would love to embarrass him. Like this is, this is easy for me. I throw batting practice every day. And so yeah, the, uh, the only person it's going to be hard for is me. Like I'm going to get embarrassed and I want to be like, I want to say like, what should be the goal for me to make contact, any contact. I want to know if I should like, what, cause I want to, I want to do a walk off and celebrate, you know? So it's, I, I mean, in my mind's eye, you will make contact. It's going to be a gross swing, super unathletic, yeah. um, yeah. a bunch of balls that make contact and then hit the ground. I don't know, eight to 10 inches in front of your left foot. Well, I'm pissed because you had gray in your office. Gray could have been like standing there, encouraging me, giving me pointers on how to make contact in the video. Well, yeah, you know, I could have come over yesterday. He's one of the greatest human beings in the world. So he would have been super supportive. I'm yes, sure he uh, would have. And I would have rolled my eyes while he was being supportive and say, Grace, stop. You don't He'd be like, to. he's like, Ben, no, you just gotta keep your back. So you're doing great. You're doing great. And then Clem's like, dude, you're terrible. Look at you, fat idiot. But you know, right. Fine. Right. One more right. thing since this thing has gone off the rails. Don't ask me why, but last week, students aren't or our players aren't back yet. I don't remember what night it was. I'm sitting at the house yeah. and I'm watching. Don't ask me why. I'm watching Purdue against Illinois basketball. Two top 10 teams. Awesome. Good for you. Your, what do they call it when someone looks exactly like? Uh, doppelganger. Doppelganger or or little brother plays basketball at Illinois. Okay. 
nickname is Luke Good. People need to go look it up. It's G-O-O-D-E. Did you, did you Google Good. this dude just because he looked like me? I was watching the game, and he's shooting free throws. I, I should have texted you. I was like, I had to wait. I waited until the name popped up to make sure he didn't have your last name. Hilarious. You know, Charlie Pollock, the uh, – He's way leg. more athletic than you. But Well, yeah, yeah. Looks very similar. I mean, a tree's more athletic than me. You know, I mean, what, what are we talking about? He's Mike Clement, Ole Miss baseball hitting coach. All right, well, I will um, figure out a day. I will come over. I'll wear my baseball best. I will properly stretch. And I will whiff on quite literally eight out of ten pitches. And the other two are not going to be good contact. But it will make for great content. And that's really all I give a shit about is, hey, I'll play the idiot. And Clem will make me look like an idiot. So, you know what? I just want to let people know the few people that still ask me about this, I will do this. I will go over. I will get out of my house because Clem says I'm like here all the time, which is true. I will leave my house, go over there, and let this fine fellow right here beat the shit out of me. It'll be great. Thank you, Clem. Mike Clem at Ole Miss Baseball Hitting Coach. Go get him this year, man. We'll do it again. Thanks, buddy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.